Recorded during the plague year of 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. This is Peter Regan, longtime friend, associate, partner, goomba, whatever words you want to use for friendship of uh, knowing Mr. O'Kane. Uh, currently living the life large here in Dahlonega, Georgia with my bride, Karen, enjoying all that Airbnb brings to the table. Hotel magnate, you might say. <laughs> so, bringing a lot of energy to the table for the weekend here. Peter. Oh, Thank yeah, man. Much. I mean, I, when I heard that I was going to be on Minute 99, I said, sign me up twice. Uh, all I can do is just sit here and look like Dr. Levitt staring at a no-growth uh, monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Just can, dumbfounded. Can I ask, you're yeah. relatively smart. Um, so what medical issue does she have? Well, she, ha- she has epilepsy, which is a, a disorder of the brain. Right. That it's, it covers a, a wide range of uh, a wide range of conditions. There's, there's, uh, it's, it's a problem with the central nervous system where uh, instead of ha- when you re- receive a stimulus – it doesn't get processed by the correct parts of your brain, and instead it kind of shorts things out and gives you seizures. You can experience abnormal behavior, symptoms, sensations, sometimes uh, loss of consciousness, even. Right. And uh, you know, usually, and and the thing is, like, it's because it is, it has episodes. It's not something that affects you all the time. So you can, you can live a perfectly normal life. And, you know, it, and there's medications that can control or reduce the, uh, the, the triggers that set, set off epileptic seizures. But, uh, you know, in, when you have these episodes, it can, be, it can be really just debilitating. And that's what we're seeing a piece here. This is, she's having what they call a, a petit mal uh, a seizure. It's just kind of stopping things. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, we all, we all experience similar things uh when you're trying to find the right word to say and your brain is sitting there processing trying to connect different neurons together that's kind of a, a small form of a seizure of how how this happens and uh she's just doing it in a, a rather more dramatic way um you know it, it picture spacing out but on a on a major scale right gotcha okay i tried yeah. new it's kind of like being in- who had ep- epilepsy and i actually saw them have an attack one time and it can be very scary. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're not expecting it or if they didn't, you know, if you didn't know that that was part of their condition. Right. So, um, you know, difficult. Uh, di- it's difficult for them. There is, as we're going to get into later in the movie, there's a lot of prejudice against people with epilepsy. It's it's not as common as this, this movie's portraying um, at the, you know, at, and at the time. And it, Dr. Levitt faces the problem that a lot of people who have epilepsy face is that there's a lot of prejudice and you might not get very far in your job you know even something like driving a car and things they might not let you have a driver's license if you had an epileptic seizure um well that kind of makes sense yeah but it's also very tricky with okay you're not allowed to have a car anymore so think of a job that you can have where you either have to be driven to work every day or you can't go to work um, so it's, you know, so the, the tendency is that you want to hide the condition. Right. And she's done a pr- pretty darn good job of it, even getting past all the, uh, those biomedical scanners she had to go through through five floors. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> just, I know. Yeah, but, uh, yikes. But and, she yeah, it's was like, driven to the facility. 
that's true. That's true. You know, smoking all the time. I'm sure smoking doesn't help your condition. You know, you're cutting right. off oxygen to the brain. And uh, yeah, it's uh, but she's figured out ways of coping with this thing. And uh, she's managed to keep it hidden from the, you know, the top scientists, top men in the in the field and all that jazz. So uh, she's gotten pretty good at it, which is kind of scary. Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, and, and, for and for all the pacing that uh, this movie has, especially in terms of it being glacial, in certain parts, thank you, Elevator, um, this minute does kind of uh, cut to the chase in terms of what's going on. I mean, uh, and the music, actually, I thought was really well well-timed for the first, what? Uh, she represents the first 35 seconds of this minute. Before yeah, they cut and, over, I mean, it really is a good scene, and and it, it it's also there to kind of misdirect you because you're thinking, is she being controlled by this by this microbe? Is that's what is that what it's doing? Is it is it communicating with her? Is there some kind of you know ESP link or something that she's wow, getting messages really? from the? I mean, you, well, you don't know at the time what she's got, and all we've been we've been seeing oh, these true. crazy things. People, you know, people like the planes are falling out of the sky and people are bleeding sand. And so it's, you know, it's it's a very weird time. So the information that we're getting at the time is like, does she have the disease? Is there something wrong with her? And uh, and we don't know. And we don't know much about any of these people. So it's hard to uh, to to kick in. What's what's wrong with Ruth? Um, right. right and, exactly. I mean, maybe it's. Is it looking at looking at uh, <laughs> cultures of microbacteria in uh, chocolate? That's uh, chocolate. I know. And by the way, right uh, so I, I saw there were two slides. Obviously, chocolate. Yeah. Um, it, it, the um, the strain loves chocolate. We all do. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, I I love chocolate too much, but I'm nah. not sure that's relevant to this second. But then, no, well, I know the... you're on a low carb, so that's probably really. Off, off the wagon right now. If you really? if you go on chocolate, you can't. There's no, no, no Oreos for you, Peter. I just, yeah, I, yeah, I sorry. And I love Oreos, uh, yeah. especially um, vanilla, if you can believe that. Oh yeah, the vanilla ones. Yeah, which are basically Hydrox, aren't they? I mean, it's or they. Yeah, uh, I remember mean, the but, Hydrox. Yeah, yeah uh, but golden. They're all bad for you, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, who is Van Del Dan? Uh, Van Del Dan, which is one of the culture designations that we're looking at, it's a, uh, he's a guy that studies, uh, or studied, I think this was back in the 50s, uh, he discovered uh, sulfite-reducing bacteria. He, uh, sulfite redu- is a very early microorganism, one of the oldest organisms on Earth, and they don't live in oxygen environments. This is before the Earth had oxygen, and so uh, he came up with this material, which was made out of sulfur, and uh, the sulfates, uh, the sulfates that are in this uh, medium that they lived on, is basically what they lived on lava that was at the bottom of the ocean, and so they would reduce the sulfur into things that they could uh, uh, they could use to uh, to have respiration. They'd re- respire uh, hydrogen sulfide. So it's, you know, imagine these creatures that live at the bottom of the ocean where there's no oxygen, and they live in the they live in the vents of lava fields. So what they did was they took a little bit of that sulfur, that that medium that Van, what's his name again? I forgot his name. Van, Van Del Den. Van Del Den. He came up with this stuff that these anaerobic bacteria li- thrived on. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's looking at you know he that that's the same stuff that they're using, and it looks like 
it looks like the culture there isn't doing too bad. It looks it looks like it's growing. It's right. Got some stuff. And so on I'm it. clear on this, where it's the zeros and the ones and the twos. I'm assuming the higher the number, the higher the growth. The thicker it is, yeah, the thicker parts of it. So they're sending like a laser through it, and they measure how deep the the green blobs are. Um, and I guess the zeros are just showing you where the edge of the petri dish is. Right. Hi, oh, Jim. The, this stuff. I mean, it's 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 really amazing how you know all this stuff. And well, and you see that the, if you look at that Van Delden's, not only is it sulfur, but there's no oxygen. It's the atmospheric designation is NH3, which is uh, methane. So it's growing, and it's growing under irradiation, I guess visible visible light spectrum. It's in the yeah, it's it's being irradiated irradiated in the visible light. So it's giving it visible light in a methane ap- atmosphere. So uh, just like early Earth. Wow. There you go. Wow. Okay, man. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> this is now what you get know. from watching a watching a movie a frame at a time. <laughs> I know. You must be very uh, uh, content knowing that you now know every minute of this movie, especially down yeah. to the points of what each slide represents. And that, by the way, is sample number 501. How many samples do they typically do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they were definitely were going through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're up to 500, so yeah, in theory, you, you would be doing a lot. But uh, I guess, yeah, my question to you is, oh, I, you know, and and by the way, I, I just to let you know, I've blown it already. Methane was the other one. The 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 chocolate is growing in methane. This one's growing in ammonia. That's an ammonia atmosphere. NH3 is ammonia. Wow. Right, very so good. there you go. Just want to be, just just want to make sure I'm getting it straight. You're you're looking at ammonia and sulfur, so it grows great in what less toil, I guess. I don't know. Just, so how do they get pines- a sample into each dish? I mean, it seems like they would need to have a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I, this thing looks like it's gosh, it must be like a whole little automat full of stuff. I mean, you're looking at those that circle of things. Are they? It can't like it goes. It comes out of when you look at second thirteen. You can see that it comes out of one wall and right. goes around like a half circle and goes back. But that that circle, it must be like a giant, you know, like a couple of levels deep, and there must be like a bunch of different lights. Some are under UV lighting, and some of them are under infrared, and some of them are under X rays, and some of them are dark. So right, but they don't have enough to staff from, to help her. They're all in the yeah. back working on the samples. They're all in the back. Yeah, it probably looks like you know the uh, the, the cleanup line at, at McDonald's. You know, it's like that somebody's putting in the uh, the lettuce, and the other ones are putting the cheese down. So it's yeah, it's uh wow, yeah, a very complicated thing. But it's only only Ruth can do this. Ruth is the only one that can stare at uh, at a screen that tells her what she <sighs> no and, growth. And apparently can't can't get a printout. Yeah, yeah, it's like well, uh, I can tell you that chocolate was. Uh, uh, not doing great, by the way. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Van Delden and chocolate are similar, but not identical in terms of growth. So just FYI. So it looks like, um, you know, if you're going to use Windex or chocolate to get rid of the stuff, don't use the Windex. You know, that <laughs> ammonia D is going to just help it. You don't want to help it. Oh, man. I, again, mm. I, I know I mentioned this earlier, but I guess, you know, if they come up with one that says no growth, you would just think that somehow that that would stand out from the rest of them. But what yeah, do I know? They just say, here you are, you know. Yeah, but it goes back into the Congo line. It goes <laughs> of, the, yeah. of the back of the house, uh, knowing who knows how long it's going to take until we get to see it again. I'm sure sooner or later. 
But uh, now this was an interesting minute uh, because then, of course, you you once you you leave her, you're off back to the doctor and the nurse. And uh, I I was laughing. I go, wow, uh, the doctor's personality is much more um, lighthearted this time around. He, they're all like yucking it up. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. The yup part, I get you. But uh, I thought, you know, I, I must have missed something in terms of their relationship since uh, the last time I was on. Uh, they were not doing too well, but now everyone's best of buddies. Well, now that now that he's been able to uh, basically sexually harass the nurse, now right. everything's fine. She's okay with that, you know. It's, yeah, taking one for many, the proverbial medical team because yeah, how, they need to how get many answers. Take, how many takes do you think that was? Oh, uh, who you know, knows? Bobby's Bobby? yelling you know, a little bit higher up on the hip there. Yeah. Now look more yeah. more leery. Leer more. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1971. This is all still fine. Here. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you yeah, and, here's and, a cigarette. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and nurse, nurse Anson just thinks he's the most adorable thing, grabbing her butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you know, it's Isn't funny. It? Uh, I was, um, I don't know where I was, but uh, the problem now is, you know, we have cable, which means that when you have cable, you are, have the ability to look at God, you know, TV from 100 years ago. And I saw a show. I said, oh, I've not seen this in 20 years. Let me turn it on. And it was WKRP in Cincinnati. Ah, uh, yes. And that has not aged well at all. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the sales guy is constantly hitting up on um, Lo- Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie Anderson. I'm like, going, yes. oh, my gosh. I go, the, I mean, talk about a lawsuit. And she's yeah, like, oh, he'd be walk, he'd be he'd be walked down to HR in cuffs, right? <laughs> in this day and age, I mean, I and I had a flashback to well, I remember when you were still allowed to smoke in the office, <clears throat> and someone asked for an exhaust fan to be installed in the conference room because the smoke bothered them, and of course at the time I was a smoker, so I of course immediately <laughs> became judgmental. Because when you're in your twenties, you know you're gonna live forever. Yeah. And so you, bl- actually... you blew that stogie right in their face. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, know, you, you <laughs> rub it out in the ashtray right next to them and go here. <laughs> why don't you smoke this? And uh, I just remember, you know, lacking empathy, of course, because being 23, you know, that that wasn't my world. But I, and I was like, wow. I go talk about, you know, a different paradigm shift going on here, in this day and age now. Uh, at my last job, the designated smoking was out at the far end of the parking lot. And they uh, had a nickname for people walking out there to smoke. It was called like the Walk of Shame. Uh, <laughs> that you, you would walk out there. And I remember my old boss, uh, he was going out there to have a cigarette because he, he and I said, oh, I'll walk with you. He goes, you don't smoke. I go, well, well no, but I, I mean, I can still talk to you. No, no, it's, let's wait until I'm, I'm back. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. why, why is it a secret <laughs> handshake uh, to go out to the parking lot? I go, I, I go, what, you guys all have like a coded language out there? Yeah, 
Yeah, here's two cigarettes. Here's a lighter. Yeah, thanks. I'm like, yeah, uh, you want my Raleigh points? Here right, you go. Yeah. Right, right, right. Let's, uh, here's a carton. Let's go to Virginia now and get some uh, inexpensive uh, cigarettes. By the way, uh, Virginia has the lowest cigarette tax in the United States. Really? I thought it was uh, Carolina, but oh, no. okay. Yeah, Virginia well, they, because they of um, why? Because R.J. Reynolds used to be from there. And uh, they raised tobacco there. So, oh, we used to go when um, when my son was uh, was very young. We we went to the uh, R.J. Reynolds plant in just outside of Richmond. Yes, and it was the largest the, the largest commercial export of the United States, except for Coca Cola. Coca Cola really dollar wise, yeah, dollar wise, Coca Cola uh, exported more goods. But it was the largest manufactured good outside of Coca-Cola for the United States. And uh, and how do you know there, that, Jim? Was, I mean, why did you just because because that they knowledge? told us they told us they told us that on the tour they took yeah. Us but around. you and they I put went us on in, a tour uh, down at Cape Canaveral, and did the yes. tour was he not giving the wrong story on one of the rockets, and you well, wanted yeah, to correct yeah, but, him? But I didn't. I did not. I let him go. No, it's but he the, did. He not say something wrong. Yes, but I didn't. I didn't interrupt. You can't. No, I, I know that Jim. Spiel. I, I was there. I'm just saying. Hey, though. My my wife. My wife takes sharpies away from me, so I don't correct things on the the little placards that they have in front of the rockets. There are many wrong things that are. You know, I, I appreciate the Rocket Garden is a beautiful place, but if you read some of their uh, captions, they're all wrong, uh, or most <laughs> of them are. I just. It's one of those things. It just. But anyway, getting back. Getting back to R.J. Reynolds. Sure. We were uh, we were at, uh, and it wasn't R.J. It was Philip Morris, right, Philip right, Morris right. Corporation was was part, and um, this was at their Marlboro factory, and we saw this place was the size of a shopping center. Imagine a shopping center, but all they did there was make cigarettes. Right, and you, you walk into the place. We actually had a, it was kind of like if you remember the movie uh, Fantastic Voyage, where they were driving around in those little golf carts just to get yes, from one. Yes, I, I saw your recent posting. And those golf carts, uh, the issue I have with those golf carts is they only had one yes. wheel in the front. Ah, yeah, the three, yeah. Which, which are not very safe. Tip. No, no, no. But, you know, they're only, they're only in the movie for 90 seconds, so okay. it, was, it was there. But anyway, we, we're, we're going around on this large uh, tour golf cart driving around, and they're showing us uh, how the Marlboro cigarettes were marketed with, they were written in Arabic and in German and in ja- Japanese. And they're just marketed around the world. And they were that day they were just making them for uh, Turkey, so they were all in Turkish. Uh, but they were producing, uh, they were producing a um, an entire eighteen wheeler. You could fill an eighteen wheeler, the intermodal thing. They right. were producing them every fifteen minutes. They were producing a truckload of of these things in fifteen minutes. So you figure and. There was no warehouse there, so people are smoke were smoking them as fast as they were making them. Right, <laughs> just like, and this is just for Turkey. This is just for the the country of Turkey was smoking every fifteen minutes. They would smoke a carload, and um, you know, and they weren't the only cigarette company going to Turkey. So it was just it was astonishing. But you know, uh, it was a, a fascinating, uh, and and every they had a uh, they had an opening thing giving you the history of tobacco in the United States that showed you this movie. And when you went into the theater, unlike any other theater I'd been in, at every seat there was an ashtray built into the seat, and they had fans going and they smoke all you want. The only place you can't smoke is on the factory floor. 
but uh, they encouraged you to smoke. And, and how they, old was Jay when you took him here? Jay was he was about six. He was about six when we went there, and uh, he had a Jay, great time. Watching. You know, he, pretty soon you'll be able to start lighting these up. <laughs> well, they said they they used to give out free cigarettes, but uh, they had to stop that because the state of Virginia didn't like them giving out free cigarettes to customers, especially if there were minors present. So we right. couldn't give out free cigarettes, but we did get free lighters. They were basically I, big lighters I, that had a marble. I remember on. two. I remember two um, appointments I had uh, in New York City. One was to Philip Morris, uh, and the other one was to Playboy. And Philip Morris, we went and met with the the, uh, the, the uh, customer, and as we were leaving, they go, "Oh, would you like some stuff?" And I'm like, going, well, I, I'm not, I don't smoke or whatever. He goes, oh, no, no, we have other stuff. like So we got umbrellas, we got travel mugs, we got – it was very funny. We were being – I go, wow, I, I go, I, I don't have a bag for this. Oh, no, we have a bag too. No, there's a funny bag. So anyway, fast forward to uh, Playboy. I went with my salesperson, and the receptionist was like Miss October or whatever of 2000 whatever year it was what a career yeah yeah um. exactly and so we're um leaving and the person goes oh would you like some samples of our uh playboys and i said no thank you my guy i was with goes oh sure <laughs> <laughs> so he's loading up on like a year's worth of playboys i'm like looking at him giving him like the hairy eyeball like really <laughs> really uh but he was oblivious to me looking, judging him because, you know, after all, I was his boss. But that's another day. And, well, you got to uh, show a sincere interest in the in the uh, customer's product. Right, so right. You're go. trying to be. Uh, and I was like laughing, <laughs> Dale Carnegie. looking at him as he's, you know, getting these stacks of Playboys <laughs> to put into his Can I have a case. bag? <laughs> right. Do you have a, you have a shopping cart? Uh, I want to load these up as much as possible. And I remember walking out. I'm like, turning, going, really? Uh, he goes, what? They were offering it to us. I go, yeah, uh, okay, 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 sure. All right. Note, note to self, uh, this guy obviously uh, likes Playboy. So uh, was good this times. The one, was this one over by Was this over by the GM, you know, like F.A.O. Schwartz around 61st? Is it was somewhere. Oh, please, I don't remember it anymore. Okay. I, I know that Philip Morris was Midtown near Grand yeah. Central, and I, I guess I do remember and uh, Playboy was up Fifth Avenue, yeah, like Fifth Madison and, or something. Yeah, it, it's it's up by uh, it was up by like diagonally across from the plaza. Um, yes, 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 yes. That was the 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 um, where we filmed. The club, the yeah, movie. the club was there. We filmed we filmed our movie there. Yeah. Yes, I, um, uh, but uh, good times. I, I remember the club was there. But I also think that the Playboy's New York headquarters was. Uh, also I'm sure there. if I googled it, we could look it up. But uh, yeah, yeah, those but, days. Uh, leave that for a uh, exercise for the listeners. There you go. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we, yeah, we'll leave something lane. to the imagination. Jim, I, I don't want to sound like um, trying to bring this back on message, but I'm sorry. How does this? What does this guy do with the minute? Well, we were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, Peter Jackson uh, rubbing his uh, rubbing oh, his oh. luck or something on the nurse, you know, and she's and she's you know you smile because you you find that cute and adorable that this this nasty old man is rubbing his hand on your leg, right? And uh, you're trying to save his life. Yeah, and so, now fast forward to 2020, and uh, faster than you can say lawsuit. Yeah, you know, look, old man, 
just stay uh, alive long enough for me to sue you for every penny you're worth. Yes, you're obviously, you know, and he, when you think about it, he and the baby are probably the only ones that are going to inherit everything from everybody that died in Piedmont because there are no, you know, living people there. The right. entire family's wiped out. So, it, you know, and they're going to, they're going to sue the government for what Scoop did to them. So they, you know, uh, this guy, they're going to sign a non-compete clause. So I don't know <laughs> if that is actually possible. Uh, Drop it. Yeah. Oh. Have to see set, settle. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. get Do you want to get out of level five alive, or should we let the right, monkey right. back in? Yeah, so, uh, how long do you want? You expect you're going to make it going out of here by suing us? Not long is the answer. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they're they're all yucking it up with him now, and now he's um, uh, going to cooperate with them. Yeah, he's he's going to tell them that uh, the baby's name is Manuel Rios. Yes. Thanks for nothing. Uh, all you need, yeah, all he needed to do is rub some woman's leg, and all of a sudden he's you know putty in her hands. Right. Um, <sighs> he should have just turned. He should. He should have just uh, turned to uh, Doctor Hall and said, "You're not that cute." Right. Uh, right. Then turned to the other doctor. You are though. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, Jim, oh, thank dear. you. Well, this was we'll... a great minute for me to be well, involved, and thank you so I, so much. I we get such a great uh, listener response. When I know. I read the reviews. It's, it's always a, uh, Peter it, Regan's presence has redefined my uh, faith in humanity, which I thought was a great uh, review. And I'm moving to I, Dahlonega. I've never laughed X, so X, X, uh, hard oh. until uh, Peter Regan was a uh, guest on your podcast. All those reviews are phenomenal. It's 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 astonishing. I give you six stars, but they only let me give you five. Wow, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, wow. But it's always always great having you here. And you know, knowing that anybody out there can simply just by going onto uh, dot com, they can arrange a reservation to stay with you and live in in the ver- under the very roof that you uh, you've created yes. out there. And in the, I would actually Georgia come out wilderness. and say hello from a distance. Like yes. I have a little bullhorn, so I would wave at people <laughs> and then talk to them through that. Karen, on the other guest. hand, <laughs> Garen still believes in like getting within shouting distance. I don't, yeah. uh, but you know that's our. We have a different approach to hospitality. What can I tell you? Leave the money on the dining room table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cash only. Cash. <laughs> now leave. Thank you. <sighs> Wow. Uh, and do you do you have any rooms left? I mean, I know you are pretty well booked. No, we I are. I mean... um, we're booked over the holidays already. Knock on wood. Um, uh, I shouldn't say that, right? Because doesn't that date this podcast? Well, it could it could be holidays of ni- of uh, twenty thirty five. You know, right? Know. A good good but for somewhere, you. Good catch. Yeah. Uh, but, Getting uh, in early. A year no, in we... advance is always a good time. <laughs> a year in advance, please bring money. Uh, but no, I think uh, we're we're very fortunate uh, that uh, uh, demand for Delonica, Georgia. I think, unfortunately, with the pandemic, people want to get away, socially distance, but at the same time, um, want to be able to experience uh, the local area. So we have many people driving to us from the great state of Florida and Alabama, uh, who otherwise might have flown somewhere. So it's it, it it's worked out to an interesting change in our typical uh, clientele from previous years. 
yeah, just people getting getting the cabin fever, but in both directions. They want to get to a cabin, and you've Correct. got the right cabins to for it. Out and about. they are beautiful. I can I can attest to the fact that you have a very lovely uh, locale to be Thank at. Thank you. I uh, give I give the credit to my wife. I'm just I just work here. Uh, she but, uh, she knows she she knows how to decorate. Yeah, and exactly. You, you, she, she has you a follow gift. orders very well. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, I, I know that you're petting your dog right now, so let me let you get, get back to there. And thank you again for being on this week. And we may My have you pleasure, back before Jim. The, and, uh, before the show ends, uh, we've got to have you back I look forward to um, listening to your uh, future minutes now that we're getting to the uh, the rub, so to speak, here. Yeah, the the, the, the nitty-gritty parts. Uh, exactly. Well, anyway, we, we will be back next week. I can hear my own cockatiel screaming in the background here, so definitely time to go. But again, thank you all for being with us. We will see you here next week. In the meantime, please do the three things we always talk about. Uh, Wash your hands, wear a mask, and stay six feet apart, preferably in northern Georgia. So uh, until next week, we'll talk to you again on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.